Welcome to the Build with Brabeck podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life. And teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more. Here's your host, Amanda Brabeck. Hello, hello, hello from the Build with Brayback podcast. It's your girl, Amanda. If I sound different, maybe a new, like, wiser, some wisdom in my voice, it is because my 20s are over. I have stepped into my 30s and I'm going to share all of my wisdom from my 20s. Um, It's not that long of a list. (laughs) Um, But bear with me. We're going to get there. But I want to start first with highs and lows. You know, we got to do it. So at the same time, I want you to think about what your highs are, what your lows are. Nice little reflection portion of the week. Um, My high would definitely be my birthday because I freaking love a birthday. I'm not like a birthday princess, if you will. But I love a birthday. Everyone is so freaking nice to you. Um, You feel special. The energy is great. I love other people's birthdays. Celebratory vibes. We love them. Um, And it's my 30th. So like a little bit more exciting. I feel like everyone, a lot of people were really like, how do you feel like I should be clinically depressed because my 20s are over? And it's weird. It's very weird to think of like this decade of my life is over. But like, let's be honest. Your 20s are a mess. A mess. Like, I had the best time. Don't get me wrong. But I was a bit of a shit show. Like, you're in college and kind of like ending that era into a career. So you're kind of like reinventing yourself, figuring out that version of yourself. And I really like spent the eight years out of college, like bopping around in the career space and figuring out where I fit and like what calls to me. But like, I did not follow a typical timeline as so many other people did. Um, And like, I feel like so many of my 20s, it was like financial stresses and like just trying to get my act together with that stuff. So it feels good to kind of leave that era behind and like be a little bit more sure of myself and be more settled in like a good way. Um, But yeah, again, more on that to come. Um, Love a birthday because you get your free Starbucks drink and it's like just a free coffee. It's not that exciting. But for some reason, like, it really gets me going. So I got my free Starbucks and I slow browsed TJ Maxx and bought myself some little goodies. It was – that's all I need. I'm very simple. Um, But I'm also – so many highs. Um, I am booking a trip to Charleston to visit my little sister, me and my older sister and my mom and Mark and potentially my dad and my brother-in-law, but unsure, are all going to go down to visit my little sister who's in Charleston doing a travel nursing job. So that's just exciting to kind of get that on the books. And I'm excited to see her. I haven't been to Charleston since I was like 24. So it's going to be a good time. Um, And I also feel like I know I've kind of shared my struggles with some anxiety and stress and just trying to figure out a good balance. And I feel like I'm getting to a good place of kind of letting go of my attachment to certain things that is kind of just present out of fear of like not making enough money, not doing enough where I could recognize that like 
yes, this might be like bringing in some money, but it's such a stressor. It's taking away from the other things that I really want to grow and the things that I know that I have potential in, such as the podcast. Like many apologies if at times the podcast has kind of seemed like an afterthought or thrown together. And I love it so much. It truly is my like passion project. Um, but it's something that I really want to focus on improving and growing, um, over the next year and, and beyond. Um, but I haven't given myself, I don't have the space for that. So I'm kind of making that space and it feels really good. And it doesn't even really feel scary. Like I know that it will all fall into place and it'll all be good because so far it's all worked out. Right. So what could go wrong? Um, yeah. And then my low, I like need to start writing these down as they come. I feel like my low probably is just like a very general one of like when that balance, those scales kind of tip and I feel myself being reactive and getting angry and upset in like traffic or like little things like that that just set me off and kind of mess with my mentality. Um, but I've been – I downloaded Audible and I listened to Speak by Tunde Onyune, I think is her last name. Um, she's a Peloton instructor, super inspiring. The book was incredible. I listened to it in like three days. Um, and she – it was a very grounding book, very grounding. And so I've decided instead of like listening to – and like I'm going to keep listening to all my podcasts that are like entertaining, but for a lot of like the walks with Poe in the car and all of that, when I know I need that grounded feeling to put something like that on to kind of focus my mind and be able to kind of slow down. Um, so – Take take from that what you will, um, but give it a try. See how you feel if you've kind of been feeling anxious and rushed. Um, and I also want to talk a little bit about some like wellness news. I want to start doing that a little bit more than I have because I don't know. I feel like for some reason I – imposter syndrome, I think – um, don't always feel like you guys want to hear about that stuff. Like you're consuming that content elsewhere, but I am so passionate about it. And that's really what this podcast is about. So we got to talk about it. So you probably have seen, um, sports illustrated dropped their 2022 covers. Um, so instead of doing it the way they used to, where it was just like the one cover at a time, I think they're dropping like four annually, just all at once, maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. Don't come at me. But so we had Kim K, Sierra, um, plus size model Yumi Nu, and May Musk, who um, I think is the oldest to ever be on the cover. She's 74. And it was, I find it to be incredible. I kind of wish that in general, the way that they did the covers were. Um, one at a time like they used to. So that person gets their like really big moment. But I feel like they're making strides with these choices. Like Kim, Kim K and Sierra, cool. Those are cool moments for them, for sure. Um, th that's not really anything groundbreaking. It's a celebrity. A uh, cool opportunity for Kim to be able to promote her Skims Swim, a cool like ground – breaking thing for her again. Like she's been doing a lot of that SNL sports illustrated. She's unstoppable, but that's, we already know that, you know, but what I really want to focus on is are the other two. So May Musk is the oldest person to grace the cover. She's 74 years old. And I just find that amazing. Like we, as a culture, as women age, they just kind of get pushed out of that spotlight and they're not celebrated in the same way. They can be celebrated in like a maternal way, but not in like celebrating their physicality and their beauty both inside and out. Um, and I think that's really amazing to see. Um, and then with, I really want to focus it on our plus size model, Yumi Nu. She is freaking gorgeous. She looks incredible, but 
it made me really sad to see some of the comments and the tweets and you know, it's something that I shouldn't even look at because you know that that's going to happen. But oh my god, these men, they are looking, they are acting a fool. They are looking like little twats. And you know, I I posted about this um, yesterday. So definitely check it out. If you haven't seen it, I reposted some of like the nasty tweets that I saw just to point out the flaws in the commentary. So a lot of people are, there's mostly women, I would say are positively praising this saying like, this would have changed my life when I was younger. If I saw someone like this on the cover, someone that maybe looked like me or didn't look like me, but gave me the grace and the space to be like, I don't have to go to extremes to try to keep my body as small as possible to match these cover models. You see someone that actually reflects what so many women in our country and beyond look like. Um, It's a really beautiful thing. Um, And up until the last few years, you didn't see those types of bodies celebrated. And it's such a big stride, especially coming off the heels of the decades long, like war against obesity and, um, really targeting a whole population of people acting like it is all behavioral and it's a choice and that you are inherently unhealthy if you live in a bigger body. So a lot of, um, the negative tweets were kind of saying that sort of thing, like, well, she's beautiful, but this is wrong. She is promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. She's promoting obesity, which kills you. And it's just, you almost can't blame some of these people. I mean, hundred percent you can, cause it's just super ignorant, but we have grown up with that narrative for so long. Um, and it's idiotic and ignorant for them to not just like take it a step further and just do their own freaking research, um, instead of taking all these messages at face value. But Let's be clear about one thing. Obesity and being overweight and all of that is so nuanced. And you cannot look at someone and know their health situation. Your size, your looks do not determine your health. Your BMI, your weight do not determine your health. And it's this weird, like holier than thou thing. Um, that people love to do. It's very much placing them on a higher pedestal being like, well, I'm so much better than you. Like this moral high ground of being healthier as if it's any of your business, what her health situation is. And that's such a thing that you see even like among conversations within like my family or people I know of like commenting on people that they know that are in larger bodies being like, well, I'm just worried about their health. It's not your fucking job to be worried about their health. And it's not your job to make comments like that to them. Trust me, they know that they're bigger because everyone's probably told them that their entire lives. So I'll hop off my soapbox, but that's not your job. And like very much stay in your lane and look at like the positives of how much this can change people's lives. Eating disorders get, I think, kind of dismissed by a lot of people because they almost have this stereotype of um, like the skinny white girl's disease. But they are very serious. People die from eating disorders. It is worse for you to be five pounds underweight than 50 pounds overweight. Because when you're five pounds underweight, your body is in starvation mode and it starts literally eating itself. Um, and, you know, the people that are like, she's promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. This is so bad for our culture. What about the super skinny models that were literally starving themselves, smoking cigarettes and starving? 
doing cocaine and starving to fit into this um, this beauty ideal. That's not sending a bad message to everyone or not having the transparency that that's what they're doing. And then young girls see it and follow a lifetime or decades long of really disordered patterns. That seems a lot more dangerous to me than someone seeing someone that reflects themselves and feeling confident. Because when you feel better, you treat yourself better. So there's that. There's also just like this idiotic, super idiotic male perspective of like, like I literally saw men tweeting things like, we can't have anything anymore. Like no one likes to pretend to be a victim more than a fucking average ass white man. You're not the victim. If you need something to help you like beat it yourself, because I promise you no one's getting into bed with you, go pick up a fucking Playboy magazine. And not for nothing, I guarantee you all those guys making comments would kill, would kill if that model gave them a chance. You know, it's so idiotic. It's childish behavior. And it really, really, truly to me comes off as they are afraid that women are stepping into their power and stepping into their own freedom to be themselves and to have a voice and to not just be this like wayfish withering away to nothing woman that is too fucking tired from starving themselves to speak up about anything, to speak out against them. So it must be really, really scary that we have our voice again and that we are turning the tables around and they probably, they're not smart enough to realize that's what's happening, but that's their reaction to it. You know what I'm saying? Like women are not just here anymore to be quiet and for you to like gaze at and beyond, you know? Um, so that's that. So not heated about it at all. Um, it's just really gross to me, but regardless of the backlash, I'm really, really happy that Sports Illustrated did that. And she's not the first plus size model on there. I know Ashley Graham was on the cover in 2016, and I think there might've been a few more since, but it's just always nice to see. And we, we love it. Um, okay. So let's get into the main event. 30 things I have learned in my 30 years of life. And I kind of broke it up into a few different categories. So let's just start with uh, relationships, all relationships, friends, love, family. You got it. Um, invest in your friendships. They are what lasts. Like, I feel like out of my own insecurities for so long, I really, really focused on like romantic relationships and needing that validation and attention when truly, truly, there is nothing more special than a close friend. And those are the people that are going to be with you through it all. So much more so than the freaking loser, loser guy that you're giving attention to who treats you like dirt. Um, like I wish that that I just had that mindset earlier in my life. Um, and then on that same token, focus on the right friendships, like the people that encourage you and make you feel good and are there for you and show up for you, that support you, that don't judge you, but also are a good enough friend to like call you out when you need to be called out. Um, and like, it's okay to break up with some friends if they're not fitting into that category, if they're not supporting you, if they're not being the type of friend that you need, it's okay to say goodbye to friendships. Like you don't owe anyone anything. And I definitely think that for so long, um, especially because I moved around a lot as a kid um, and like a teenager, that I spent so long trying to just like fit in and like fit the mold that then I would kind of end up with like very large friend circles, which is amazing. But 
it kind of pulls you in a lot of directions and it's good to have a lot of friends, but it's better to have a close circle of people you can really count on than a bunch of friends to just like have fun with. Um, and same thing on that same note, boundaries are not selfish, whether it's with friends, whether it's with your family, with work, boundaries aren't selfish and we shouldn't be made to feel selfish for using them and implementing them. Um, if people have a negative reaction to your boundaries, it's because you're not giving them everything that they want from you, but you don't owe them that. So obviously we can do them nicely and with respect and think about the people around us, but you also need to protect your peace and, um, put yourself first. That's not a bad thing. It ends up being better for everyone because you're actually able to be present and show up for people. Um, talk to people and really listen. Like really listen to them, whether it's a stranger, whether it's dinner with your friend, like put your phone down, actually listen to what they have to say. If it's like this random person that you are having a conversation with, listen to them. They might have something really cool to offer or an interesting story. Like I feel like all too often we're kind of like rushing to the next thing or kind of like rushing through the conversation. So like you can say the next thing, slow down, have conversations and really, really open up your mind. Um, and I think that's a huge like issue with our culture and our country right now is no one just wants to like shut up and listen to someone else, you know? Um, show up for your people and show up enthusiastically. Like I think that especially right now I'm in a time of life that's really busy. It's that time where a lot of people are getting married and having babies and doing big things in their careers and really doing big life things. And it can be a lot when you have a bunch of bridal showers and baby showers and this for work and that for work. And, you know, you want to do it all. So these big life moments can start to feel like a chore, like another thing to do. But try to take a breath and really get back to the root of what matters. You know, like you don't want to look back on your best friend's bridal shower or whatever it is and remember you just being like, oh, I can't believe I have to go to this. Like, yes, maybe it's taking up part of your Sunday, but what else would you really like be doing? And like realize what it's all about and how much you love this friend and how excited you are and what it really means and just show up, you know, that's what a good friend is showing up and showing up enthusiastically and feeling their feelings, being happy for them. Um, similarly, checking your ego is super important um, and I'm not always great at it. It's not easy to admit when you're wrong. But I think that self-awareness is such an important quality and it's something that I'm really working on. Um, being able to check your ego to the side and actually apologize when you do something wrong. Apologize even if you don't think that you're wrong, but maybe you made someone feel bad. Your intentions don't really matter. The result is what matters. So actually instead of like really putting up your armor – if there's someone you really care about, put it down and just listen, okay? Apologize. Um, call your parents and your grandparents more. That's also something I'm working on. But our time with them is so limited. And as I start to get older, I've realized that more and more. And there's same thing, like talk and listen with them. Like there's so much about my parents and my grandparents that like, I don't know. Like I only know I feel like half of them. Like there's so many stories from their childhood, from them growing up, from them paving their own way that I've never heard and I want to hear and I want to know them on that level, um, you know, while they're still here to ask those questions. So even though sometimes it can feel like a chore to be like, oh, man, I really got to call my grandma or whatever, um, the conversations, are they really ever that long and don't they – always make you feel better afterwards. A hundred percent. Um, okay. And then getting into like romantic relationships. Um, 
your sexuality matters. It's like not something to be ashamed of. I think a lot of times as women, we're meant to feel shame around that. And there's nothing shameful about your sexuality. And I think it's such kind of an important part of who you are. Um, And we're not encouraged as women to like explore it and to be proud of it and be open about it. But it's such a beautiful thing when you are and when you can be. Um, I think that you tap a little bit more into your intuition and, um, definitely go back and listen to the episode with Kristen Ross, the sexuality coach, because we talk about a lot about that. And that conversation actually really like opened up my mind a lot to that stuff. Um, and then on that same token, you don't lose anything by having sex with people. I think that's a huge, huge flaw in the messaging that we have in our country and society, um, especially to almost like exclusively to women um, and girls growing up. It's that kind of that scare tactic of like your flower and don't like lose your virginity. Don't give it away. Like we are taught that we are giving away something precious that we're losing pieces of ourselves. And really your own self-respect is the only thing that is that precious. So if you feel good about it, then go for it. And being able to like wrap your mind around that and like get into that mindset makes you need that validation like sexually much, much less, I think. Um, and I just wish that people had told me that because I feel like it's kind of this nasty cycle of, um, I mean, obviously like not anymore. I'm literally married, but like growing up, it's like, oh, well you have sex with someone. So you're a slut and you gave, you gave it up to them. So then you're meant to feel really bad about yourself. And you go down into this like little self-doom spiral. But then you need that validation from another person. But then after that, you feel bad again. When you you shouldn't. As long as you feel solid in your decisions, that is all that matters. It's all that matters. And I have hope that for this next generation, that messaging will change a bit. Um But it's just interesting how that messaging when you're younger kind of manifests itself as you get older. All right. I actually want to go back a few steps Um, because if you could not notice the break in the audio, I am just getting interrupted left and right. And I know that I'm getting a delivery soon that requires them to check my ID. So I'm going to get interrupted again. Also, if you can hear the AC I'm sweating. It's hot and he- hot here in Boston. So it is what it is. But I kind of want to go back to the friendship breakups because I feel like this is kind of a tough subject. It's a tough one. Um, and I've had a few of these and it's really uncomfortable and it's sad. It can be harder than like a boyfriend, like romantic um, breakup. But you're not a bad person for needing to do what's best for you. And you can get along with someone and have like a really good connection with them and have a lot of fun with someone, but still need that space and that separation. And it can be really hard, but your own mental health, I feel like needs to be top priority because that spills out into the rest of your life. And I've had a few of these friendship breakups throughout my 20s. And as I get older, they get in a way easier because I'm more sure of myself and like strong in my convictions, but in ways harder because most of my friends are really there for a reason. But you know, if you feel like friendships are one-sided or they make you feel uncomfortable or they're constantly putting you down or stressing you out, reevaluate their 
what they're adding to your life. Um, but also before you get to that point, set the boundaries. That's why boundaries are so important because I definitely, not that I have regrets, um, but I've had some scenarios or like, I don't know, a couple in particular where I feel like I never set the boundaries. So then things escalated and it like required a friendship breakup instead of just like speaking up initially kind of being a better communicator about what I needed from them or what I had to offer to them in the friendship rather than kind of letting it escalate and then just like fall apart, which is just sad. It's sad to lose a friend, but all right, we got to move on to career and life. This is a big one, a huge one. I'm still working on it all of the time, but your timeline doesn't need to match up with anyone else's. Um, I feel like we have this typical timeline or like life check boxes that I think are becoming less prominent in like the younger generations, which really excites me for them. Um, but, you know, the graduate high school, go to college, graduate college, meet someone, get married, buy a house, all of these things that honestly, they don't matter. They don't matter. When you stop forcing it, you're opening up space for what's actually meant for you. The amount of people that I have seen, honestly, including myself, obviously not now, happily married, like I opened up that space for whatever is meant for me to come to me. But definitely like earlier in my 20s, as I saw, you know, so many of my friends and these really strong relationships and them progressing and me wanting to be like lined up on their timeline. And there's nothing wrong with that of like, you want to be doing that stuff at the same time as them. And, you know, you don't want to feel like you're being left behind or missing out. But I, you know, forced some situations to quote unquote work at the time feeling like I was helping myself when really I was so misaligned. Um, Let's just talk about what we're talking about. Um, So my ex-boyfriend when I was like mid-20s, you know, people liked him. He was a good person. He was a fun guy, but he didn't have a shit together he wasn't good enough for me. And I don't mean that in a mean way. He's a really good person. And I hope that he finds his happiness and all of that. I don't really know what he's up to. So like, I hope you're happy, but he could not give what I deserved in a relationship. And I really let it out of like the people pleasing and out of the, um, exactly this wanting to keep up that timeline just kind of like let it roll and roll and roll to the point where we were like, we got a dog together, but like no regrets because Poe is my the love of my life. But we moved in together and I remember, and I don't say this to be hurtful. I don't think it'll ever get back to him. I don't know who would be listening to this that would tell him. Um, I just don't ever want to like hurt anyone's feelings, but I remember signing the lease and in my head being like, you can always break the lease because I knew, I knew that it wasn't right, but I wanted to one, prove it to other people. And we'll kind of get to that. Um, the lesson there, I wanted to prove it to other people that like you're wrong about your doubts about my relationship. Cause I'm a Taurus. I'm freaking stubborn. Um, and I don't want to start from square one while everyone else is building these lives with their partners. But it got to the point where I was so like misaligned, unaligned with what was right for me that I was on edge all the time. Like I remember just like crying at anything. I would be so anxious and I would just get like I would drive home and I'd sit in my car and just bawl my eyes out and not really know what I was crying about, but just I knew that I was so upset and that carries out into all of the aspects of your life. Like I definitely wasn't giving all in my career because how do you show up, especially in fitness, like enthusiastically when you feel like that and literally the moment, as hard as it was, because I don't want to hurt anyone and 
I wasn't, I, I knew that it was right to leave that situation, but at the same time, you find those doubts. You think about the best times. You think about how you're starting over. Is it right? Am I making a mistake? And, but like truly the second that I made that decision and like ripped the bandaid off, the weight that was physically lifted off my shoulders. Like I feel like I could feel that space open up. I could see that space open up and my life totally changed after that. Um, and like, it wasn't that long after that I met Mark and we kind of circled around each other for so many years without knowing it that like, it really does feel like I opened up that space and then like he came right in. Um, and I think it doesn't just apply to love. It also applies to your career and maybe like if you want to travel a bunch instead of settling down right away, don't don't look to other people for an example of what your life should look like. How does it feel for you, you know? Um, and then kind of jumping off of that, don't let other people's thoughts and expectations dictate your life. What people think of you is none of your business. There's a level of self-awareness that is totally necessary. And like I said, I think one of the most important qualities to have. But you can't let what other people think drive your whole life. You know, like, for example, the previous story, I was really worried about what my parents were going to think. I was really worried that people were going to think, that I was like a failure and just like another like dramatic story or like a loser or a mess. I was embarrassed, but you can't stay in situations because you're worried about what other people think, you know? Um, and the same with like growing and taking leaps of faith and trying new things like starting a business or doing whatever, changing careers. Like people are always going to have opinions and thoughts, but you can't let that stuff run your life or else you're going to wake up, you know, in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s, God forbid, and just be like, was I even living for myself at all that whole time? Um like really honor your own intuition. And I think it's, it's so real like these days with social media and everything like we, we see what everyone else is doing and it's really, really easy to do that comparison game. Um, but just keep your blinders on. Do you put your head down, do what feels good for you. Because that is where you're going to find the most success and the most happiness, truly. Um, and then on the same note, growth is scary and uncomfortable, but I think that it's one of the biggest necessities in life. Um, I think that, and this is kind of like leading into the next one, but don't get stuck in the old version of you. We've all been there before where you're kind of like towing the line between your old life and like this new version of yourself. And okay, the delivery came. Shout out Darcy and Jimmy. Thank you so much for my flowers and tequila. Um, I'm not editing the audio and going back. Like we are just keeping this train moving. Um, but yeah, I feel like so much of this stuff kind of just ties right together. Um, like during that time of life and I've had other times like that too. Like I would say being really comfortable in a career or a job and knowing like, I'm good at this. I know this, but like you're bored and you know that you want more and can do more. But you tow that line of like, okay, do – is this really the right thing for me? Can I actually do that? Or should I just stay here where I'm comfortable and I know that I'll succeed to some degree just because I know I'm good at this? But if your heart's not in it, it's time to move forward because that's just exactly how you hold yourself back 
for years um, and in so many aspects of your life. So, yeah. And then, like, when you're scared and you feel the butterflies, that's exactly when you need to act. Like, when I feel like we can feel those feelings and you're like, oh, I'm scared. It's uncomfortable. That means I need to like shy away. That's exactly when you need to like step up and step into your power and your abilities and that new version of you. That's how you get there. That's how you build it. Um, I think we're so just taught to run away from discomfort or bad feelings, bad emotions when like it's information. If you're so scared and you have those butterflies, that means you're about to level up. And without those feelings, like life is mundane. Life is boring. You should be taking risks. We're only here one time, you know? Um, and I think also, especially with social media, we're really afraid sometimes to like make big jumps or make big changes or find that kind of growth because you might feel like people are judging you. Um, kind of ties into that don't let other people's thoughts and expectations dictate your life. Um, I think that more people are cheering you on and more people believe in your abilities and your future success than you really think is true. Like I think that a lot of times we think people are judging us. People are going to think that it's weird that we're doing this or think that it's stupid or you're bad at something. Well, one, if they do, are they really your people? You don't need to listen to them. And two, I think there are way more people out there that are hoping that you find success than you really think. Like, I think that there are so many times, even to this day, that I doubt myself and, you know, I underplay or downplay successes or like what I'm doing with this, that, or the other thing. And I'll uh, vocalize those and people are like, what are you talking about? Like, you're crushing it. You're doing X, Y, and Z. And like, sometimes you need that reminder from an external source, but like a lot, maybe people are watching and laughing, but for every one person, there's probably like five more that are like, oh my God, that's so awesome. Like, that's how I feel. Like I see people, even like people I went to high school with or, you know, friends of a friend or whoever, like acquaintances. And when I see they're like, doing exciting things or happy things are happening in their lives. I like feel genuinely happy and excited for them. And that's, it's such a better way to live. So if you're finding yourself judging a lot of other people, that's only going to bring that into your life too. Um, just add that little, little piece of wisdom in there. Um, and then the last one with career, career slash life, but with a career is your employer doesn't need to be your best friend. And your coworkers don't need to be your family. I think those lines are blurred a lot because companies are like, we're all about culture. We're a family. And like there are aspects of that that are nice, but that can also be used in a very like manipulative way of like, well, it's for the family. Like, bitch, you are not my family. I have a family and I will step up for them. Not that I'm not going to step up at work, but like it's good to set healthy boundaries, I think, with coworkers, with employers, so you don't get taken advantage of, so you can come in and do your job well, but also have a life outside of it and not get, like, guilted into things. Because I just think that's, like, kind of our toxic corporate culture. And that being said, like, I have made some of my best friends at work, Um especially like my coworkers from when I worked at Boston Magazine, Team Donuts, if you know, you know. Um, I think that also was like, that was the longest place I've ever worked at. Um, and we were doing really hard work, but also really cool stuff. But we were in it together the whole time. So like when you can commiserate and bond and like 
they're still some of my best friends. And they're some of those people that like, I don't see that often, but like when I see, okay, for example, Julia, if you're listening, talking about you, um, like when she got her wedding video back, I wasn't able to go to her wedding, um, which I was like so sad about, but she like sent us the link to her wedding video. Did I watch all 15 minutes and did I bawl my eyes out because it was so beautiful? Yes, of course I did. Do I know her husband that well? No, I would love to get to know him better. He is a gem of a man, but like just because you're not so, so close and you don't talk all the time and see each other all the time, like doesn't mean that you can't be invested in like cheer people on. Yeah. Um, so just like, I would say use your own discretion when it comes to like the coworkers and like family and friends kind of thing. Okay. Wellness, my favorite. Um, now Poe is throwing his ball around like mom, let's play some living room fetch. Cause he's a city dog. So that's what we do. Um, so wellness, I could probably do a whole entire episode just on like the lessons I have learned. <laughs> um, exercise and diet don't need to be so serious. Yes, if you have a serious medical condition, take it seriously and focus on your health. And I'm not saying you don't need to focus on your health, but for so many years, I felt like it was like the end all be all. And instead of like fitting it into my life, it ran my entire life. Um, every week, you know, I would just get into such a ball of stress if I didn't meal prep, if I didn't have these healthy lunches to eat at work, if I had like two dinners to go to that week, like how could I ever fall off my diet that way? And it made it so much less enjoyable. I dreaded everything. Um, like I used to exclusively work out pretty much like 5.36 in the morning, every single morning before like my corporate job. And I didn't like particularly love like the workouts I was doing. I was just kind of like doing like lifting at the gym. And I just remember thinking like, is this going to be for the rest of my life? Am I going to be this tired every single day? Am I never going to allow myself to sleep in? Am I ever not going to be so hungry? And like, it's so sad when I think about that version of myself, like, and I was so restrictive that I just would like binge or everything just was so much more extreme. And I just wish I had spent less time like that because now I'm finding like finding a really nice happy medium and it's such a beautiful place to be. Um, so on that same note, rest days are not going to ruin your progress. They will actually help you. And I meet people much like my past self all the time where it's the same thing. It's you're taking everything so seriously and you just get worried if you fall off at all. So like even when I was having my rest days – I was also making sure to eat less, to, you know, take like a long, 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 long walk. Like a long walk is exercise. Um, or I would take like a yoga class but made sure it was like an hour long or heated or something. So like it was an actual workout, which was not a rest day. And when you actually allow your, your body to rest – it can heal a little bit. It will help your progress because it's fully healing. And then you go back to the gym and you are like ready to crush it. I would say like two rest days a week at least. Um, and also nothing will happen if you take three plus days off. If you take two weeks off. Like I remember I used to get so stressed out if I had three days off in a row, I was like, I cannot do this. And like, do I feel better when I'm moving regularly? Yes, of course. But you need to give yourself the freedom to allow it to fit in your life. And like your body is not just going to like 
totally transform within three days. Maybe you'll feel a little more bloated. Maybe you won't see the perfect amount of toning that you want to see, but like nothing's going to happen. Sometimes shit happens and you need to just rest. Maybe you don't want to work out on your vacation. So don't and don't stress about it. Um, And like with all of that, when I was working out so extremely and not really resting, I was so much more prone to injury and the injuries like lasted so much longer. And I see that a lot in the gyms, like these guys that are getting perpetually injured over and over and over again. And I can see exactly why they do not eat enough and they are working out to the extremes every single day. And then they're like, why do I keep getting injured? It's an endless cycle. Um, Eat the damn cake at the birthday party, at the Christmas party, at the bridal shower. If that cake looks appealing to you, eat the slice. Even if you had a mimosa, even if you had dessert the day before, even if you weren't going to work out that day, if you want the dessert at the party, freaking eat it. And that doesn't mean you need to gorge yourself to the point of like total uncomfortable fullness, but enjoy the dessert. Like we, you're there to celebrate. So celebrate, you know, um, drink more water and less alcohol. I also wish I learned this sooner. I've always been a big water drinker because hashtag thinness, but, um, and like you feel better when you're drinking a lot of water, but definitely like did the whole UNH thing the way that it is stereotyped, lots of drinking. And I had the best time, but at the same time, I think that really, really contributed to a lot of my um, like self-esteem issues or like issues that were already there, but just like made weight worse. Like, um, and it messes with your mental health. And the older that I've gotten, the worse that gets. I mean, I'm certainly not drinking like I was back then or like post-college, but it is crazy like what it can do to your mental health. And it just like truly isn't really worth it in my mind. Like, There are so many nights looking back, looking back to college, looking back to like right out of college where we would just take it to these extremes and like it does take the fun out of it. You'll have more fun if you freaking even remember what you're doing. You know what I mean? Um, And then similarly – You never need that last drink. You just don't. If you're like, one more, just, we'll just get one more shot. Get that espresso martini. Almost always, you don't need it. That's what's going to give you that headache the next day. You don't need it. And also, don't mix alcohols. Decide on what you're going to drink. Have a few of those. Okay? Okay. Uh, Okay, random ones that just kind of came to me. Always pee before you leave the house. I've told the story on the podcast. I'm not going to do it again. I peed my pants at 28 years old. Fully emptied my bladder while walking po. Don't be me. Oh. Also, I think I did talk about it on the podcast. I See, I drink too much water. So, like, drink more water, but find a happy medium. Because then do we remember coming back from Thanksgiving when my car broke down and I really had to pee and I tried to pee in a Duncan's cup and then I knocked it over in my car. So I didn't like pee myself, but I – it was the equivalent of if I just squatted and peed on my car floor. So please don't hold that against me. Um, This is a safe space, okay? Um, But yeah. Just like what your mom used to tell you. Well, why don't you just try? You're in here. Just try. Just try. Although this might be the start of my problem because I did read somewhere that 
if you're constantly doing that, like going to the bathroom when you don't have to go, your body gets worse at like the cues and holding it. So maybe that's my problem, but whatever. Uh, I think the damage is done. Um, don't shrink yourself down or mirror what other people, what you think other people want you to be like, show your true self anyways. And I think, I mean, this totally ties into letting other people's thoughts and expectations dictate your life, but in like such a different way. Um, again, I think like from moving around so much and all like really just like spending so much of my life trying to fit in, I would like mirror other people to fit in but along the way I kind of like lost myself like it got to a point where I was like I don't even know what my own opinions are I don't know what I even like or what my style is and it's been really cool over the last like handful of years to like come into my own and develop all that stuff um and it, honestly, like not to get dark with it, but it's something that really weighed on me when I was like a senior in high school. I moved um, – I went to a new high school just for my senior year across the country and it was really hard. And um, I think that was like the really the first time that I dealt with like anxiety and depression, but I didn't – I didn't know what that was then. Um, but I remember in my AP English class, we had to write – an essay and it was called the prompt was like the monster inside of you and you had to just talk about whatever that meant to you um and i talked all about that of how i was afraid that i was never going to know who i was as much as other people did and we were in high school those people didn't know who they were but from an outsider it seemed like they did and that scared me um and I'm really glad that over the last however many years, I don't even want to say how many years ago that was. I mean, you can do the math. This is my 30th birthday. So what is that? 12? 12 years? I don't know. Life is hard. Um, but – and also like shrinking yourself. Like if you're feeling like you need to – shrink down and make your voice smaller and make yourself smaller, you're in the wrong circle. You're in the wrong place. Stand up proud, pull your shoulders back, take up space, whether it's at your job, with your friends, whatever it is, you have to live for yourself and find that confidence. Like confidence isn't totally something that people have. It's something that you exude and you can kind of fake that till you make it. Um, it's kind of like a behavior almost. Um, and then similarly, don't be afraid to ask for what you want in everything. In your career, ask for the raise. Women do not ask for enough raises. Ask for the raise. Show the value that you have in the bedroom. Ask for what you want. Tell them. Guide them. If we're talking about heterosexual relationships, I'm sorry. Most of the time, they don't really know. And not even like that they don't know. that It's like each person is so individualized. So they're not mind readers. It's going to be better for you and for them if you just speak up. Um, speak up with your friends. Just speak up use your voice you have it um spend less time behind the screen i'm really working on this one there is so much to be said about this your mental health will improve you won't just be comparing all the time even if you don't think that you're comparing it's like a subconscious thing that we do um it affects our attention spans like have you noticed that you can't sit through a TV show without checking your phone. You can't sit through a movie without checking your phone. Like, I, and I'm the same way. And I've been trying really, really hard. Our bedroom is downstairs um, in, like, the basement level. So I'll try to, like, go downstairs, like, an hour or two before bed and plug my phone into the charger. And then I'm upstairs. But, like, it's hard. And that's sad to admit. But 
I like want to build my attention span up because I notice it when I'm doing like more like admin kind of work stuff. I'll like work for a few minutes and then like start to check social media. And I'm like, what are you, how did this get in my hand? Um, and then along with the screen time, plus it's bad for your eyeballs. We can't be old and like have no vision. Protect your health. This is a health and wellness podcast. Um, stop worrying or worry less about what your life looks like on the outside and worry more about what it feels like on the inside. So I think, you know, we see all of the the highlight reels, the influencers with the very curated lives. And we've talked about this before of like what – and I'm not saying all of them. I'm not like shitting on influencer culture. But like all, for a lot of those people, it's – they're like staging their whole life. A lot of people just kind of like bring their phone along with them. But like the people that like make those super aesthetic-y like reels and TikToks and stuff, it's like they're spending their whole life just like staging everything instead of like living in the feelings. So and like outside of social media too, if you think that people are going to judge you because you want to pursue a career in like art or something and people are going to be like, wow, she's chaotic. What is she even doing? If it feels good to you. That is the life you should be living. Um, kind of, you know, that expectation thing. Um, be brave and take risks, even if it makes you like look chaotic or different than other people. I know a lot of these are like super similar. I've only lived 30 years. I don't have that many lessons, okay? Um, but honor honor your bravery as it comes. It's a lot like when you feel that discomfort and those butterflies, like that's when you need to act very similar here. When your bravery shows up, don't push it down because you're afraid of that change. Take it as a sign of like, all right, I'm getting what I need. Let's freaking do it. Um, life is short. You got to just take the risks, you know? And like, look at me. I look chaotic. Like, we're looking to start to the home buying process, which like you can hear in my voice. I'm not super excited because it's insane here. Ooh, excuse me. But um, like on when we were like trying to get pre-approved for a loan, we decided to just leave me off of it because I look chaotic on paper. But does that mean that I'm doing anything wrong? No. Does that mean I'm going to find more success? Yeah, probably because I actually like what I'm doing and it makes me want to work hard at it. Um, And also like think about all of your, you know, the people that you look up to, your mentors, celebrities, business owners, super successful people. That's because those people were brave enough to say, fuck it. I don't care what people think about me. I'm going to put myself out there. Like it takes a leap of faith in yourself. Um, And like knowing that the possibility of failure is there, but like you can't really fail if you just like really go for it. You know, it might feel like failure, but it'll redirect. Um, Okay. Last two, last two. This ended up being longer than I thought. So, so sorry you've had to listen to me for so long. Um, Make your bed. Make your bed. I don't do it every morning, but I really, really try. Um, There is something that it does to your mental state. Make your bed and honor your space. It doesn't mean your space can't look lived in. Doesn't mean it needs to be pristine. Mine certainly is not. But when I make the bed, when I tidy up before bed, when I, you know, get the dishes out of the sink, put them in the dishwasher instead of saving them for the morning, I feel like my brain is less cluttered. I can focus. I'm honoring the space that I'm in. And I'm also honoring myself and showing myself that I'm worth all of that. Um, And then last but not least, book the trip. Don't send yourself into like debt 
or a spiral, don't do that. There are plenty of places within the U.S. that are amazing to visit. Like you don't need to book an insanely expensive trip for it to be worth it. But I feel like I spent so much of my 20s because obviously, you know, not the most um, linear career path, but like there are so many trips and opportunities that I said no to because I was like, well, I need to work and worried about money, but like I probably could have made it work. And those are memories that you're missing out on. And, um, you know, you have to find the balance of living your life. Like you work really hard. So enjoy what you're working for. Obviously think about your future and all of that. Be responsible, but there's such a balance of like making enough so you can like experience things and actually experiencing things. And life is short. You got to just like go for it sometimes. And I feel like that is the biggest lesson probably. Life is short. You got to go for it. Don't take any shit. That's all. Um. Okay. That's all she wrote. Write in. I want to hear your lessons that you have learned in your 30 years, in your 40 years, in your 50 years. And I'll share some of them next week. So let's inspire each other, okay? Any little stories, tidbits, words of wisdom, anything, DM them to me, email them to me, all the things. All right? I love you so much. Have a great week. Peace and motherfucking blessings. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbraybeck.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.